0: Welcome back to Don't Caught a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We're returning to Cradle, the Cradle series, for the hundredth time. Mm. Uh, Well, not Um, not quite the hundredth. Not the hundredth. The tenth time. (laughs) So we are reading Reaper by Will White. That's the tenth book Mm. in the Cradle series. That's right, ten. I'm assuming anyone listening to this already knows this, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, we stopped halfway through, halfway through the book, Mm -hmm. up to chapter 13. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. We were able to stop
1: for this recording. (laughs) Luke and I have a little something called willpower. Maybe you've heard of it? Maybe we've been reading about it. Hmm? It's
0: it's honestly really impressive.
1: Yeah, We've been training for a long time, and we just manifested that we would only read half for the episode, so we did great use of manifest hmm. um okay so let's no warm-up today right we're
0: just gonna jump into it
1: yeah let's just jump into it and the first thing that i want to jump into luke is where the title of this book is reaper so we're getting a lot hmm. about osriel right one of the things that has like stuck in my mind of the legends about osriel that we didn't hear much about was a debate that he had where three people killed themselves afterwards because he owned them so bad in this, like, argument or this, like, teaching lesson. And we didn't ever get the details of that until this book.
0: Thank you for making that connection for me because I hadn't remembered the callback.
1: Yes. So in this book, we learn that Osriel manifested the broom icon in front of a bunch of sacred artists to prove like how much he knew about the sacred arts and three of them killed themselves because of how much of a joke he made the whole thing look like.
0: Right. Cause this was in front of like a, a panel I think is what it says. Yeah, that's right. Of In theory, some experts, right? I don't think it specifies the, like what level of expertise they were at. But you can imagine if these were three or a group of sacred artists that were trying to, like, get to the point of manifesting <laughs> an icon and what And Osriel just does broom. That's brutal. It's Osriel's time. like, hey, you know,
1: it'd be funny. Broom icon. Like, oh, man, this, for some reason, the details of this just like really perfect. Just so good. Right. I love it. Right.
0: It also really shows I think the similarities between him and Ethan.
1: Mm. Or, yeah.
0: That's right. Ethan, not mm-hmm. Ethan, you psychos.
1: Oh, this is an Ethan um, podcast.
0: <laughs> because the like Aurelius clan obviously does the the cleaning, their their whole thing is the janitor mm-hmm. side. At least in the Black Flame Empire, yeah. Correct, yes. Um, but I think Ethan seems to be the only one that fully embraces it as like a comedy <laughs> or not. I don't know if comedy is the right word, but like I, he's the only one that I've seen that embraces it in the same way that this seems like Osriel embraced it.
1: Mm hmm. Especially too with like the scissors. Like when we mm-hmm. first get introduced to Ethan, he's fighting with a pair of scissors and everyone's like, what are you doing? use a sword or a spear or something and ethan's just like oh ah, I'm actually I'm, I'm good with these scissors yes. and it's this it's the exact same vibe right of like using a weapon that is making your opponent look ridiculous
0: right yeah that's that's the that's the main connection we still haven't actually seen a ton of Osreel, so it's hard to really make connections but but luke have we oh no don't do this to me <laughs>
1: I mean, we've had some theories over the years about Osriel's <laughs> identity. That's true.
0: I think I've got some a new one.
1: I think I've got a new oh, one. Okay. Okay. Are you, does this mean you're giving up on a previous one? No, of course not. Okay. We're adding to the pile. Eventually, one of these is got to shake out to be right, right? Right. Just keep, keep throwing darts, Stan. What, what do we feel about Ethan being Osriel? I feel like we've said this before. Have we? We've we probably said this before, now that I think about I it. I
0: can't remember because it's been like, we've been doing this so long. I feel like we've said this before.
1: Okay, then I want to I put some more weight on this theory. I want to tip the scales a little bit to this theory. Because okay. based on evidence we've seen, there's a lot of similarities between Ethan and Osriel. Sure. Like, Like, we talked a little bit about the broom icon. He's kind of a jokester, it seems like. He kind of likes to poke fun at the authority figures around, is the vibe I get Mm -hmm. from Osriel. He's also kind of a sneaky boy. (laughs) It's also true, yeah. Ethan, sneaking all over the place. Mm -hmm. And Ethan suddenly appeared out of nowhere. Right.
0: I mean, okay, appeared out of nowhere to the Black Flame Empire, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's known from the aurelius like the the home dean
1: sure maybe maybe they're covering for him okay maybe they're like oh yeah this isn't osriel this is ethan he was a totally a a dude that we had in our court for uh how old is he yeah that long okay yeah no i
0: i'm i'm here with you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: do do you think that he's like sealed his memories away Ooh. Or do you think that he knows that he's Osriel?
1: I think I think he knows. Okay. I think he knows. Because I think this is like. Mm, we've been talking for a while about Ethan's like grand plan. And I feel like Ethan and Osriel potentially are trying to solve the same problem. And the problem that I see, the problem that's kind of being set up is that nobody works together at all. Mm-hmm. Like, the Surreal is trying to get folks to, like, work together to stop this incursion from the Mad King, and her oracle, or whatever those things are called, is like, you could maybe get one person to help you, but, like, you, there's no way you're getting more than one judge to help you stop this. Right. And, like... That seems like a huge problem. <laughs> it does. It does.
0: And yeah, okay. Ethan is definitely a big team builder. Right. Big team builder. Um, the other connection I see is at least more recently. We've definitely seen a more, um, like, a more, I don't think compassionate Ethan is the right phrase. Mm. But like when he's in a situation where he has to do the right thing he does so like in the previous book he saves a bunch of people that he doesn't know even though it was like super dangerous for him to do Mm -hmm. right which i don't know ethan normally jokes around and you wouldn't you would think he'd be relatively selfish
1: right right we
0: also see in these in these little highlights osriel caring very much about people as well
1: Mm mm-hmm he seems to really want everybody to succeed. Good for him. And he's trying new things. He's really inventive. I think I think Ethan knows too much. I think he... Like, it's too... I I just think Ethan knows too much for him to just be a dude. It feels like he's sure. constantly coming up with stuff that you're like, nobody knows this. Hold on. See,
0: this is where I would have thought if you were going for the Ethan is Osreal theory mm-hmm. that... He he, like locked his memories away, and he's just like, he
1: already knew these things, and is just rediscovering them or something. Mm. Maybe, but I feel like th- there. Are, I can't see a reason he would need to lock his memories away. Sure, sure. You know. Okay.
0: Okay. Enough with the Oz. That's our that's our one Ozreal theory.
1: <gasps>
0: We're only we doing what do we do? We have to do. All right. Fine. Every episode. Fine. <laughs> Let's go back. Let me go back to a character that you've already claimed as Osriel once. Elder Whisper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um. So the in the last book, the last book ends with Elder Whisper doing this, like, drop the mic moment of, like, how to kill a Dread God.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: I don't think he was very helpful. In no. This
1: one. No. I agree. I He's think... like, yeah, you kill him. <laughs> what yeah no i know (laughs) this is totally on point because what what he made it seem like at the end of the last book was like he knows detailed steps for somebody to do it in like a reasonable way right he can be like oh you actually have to aim for their glowing red weak points and hit them in this order and then it's just like an insta kill yeah but instead (laughs) Like, if you imagine that the timeline, instead of having time between the two books, you just put them together. This is exactly what Elder Whisper did. He's like, hey, do you want to know how to kill a Dread God? And Lyndon's like, yeah, that would actually be super useful. Definitely. And Elder Whisper's like, okay, well, you just have to kill them. (laughs) You just have to do it. It's so unhelpful. The thing that he actually says
0: is that you have to, like, sever their origin of ex- existence
1: or something along those lines yes yes that's what he says which
0: makes them mortal like and then you have to kill them come on man like you that's not even a way to do it that's just you're you're done get elder whisper out of my face okay right why are we even keeping him around
1: elder whisper is essentially saying well first of all you can't kill them now it is impossible to kill them now even if you've defeated them so what you've got to do is you've got to sever their link and then defeat them. You know that thing you already can't do. You have to do that too, but then it'll actually work. Trust me. Trust me that time. Oh, uh, I kind of love Elder Whisper though because okay. Elder Whisper has survived by being like in the shadows this whole time, and I feel like he's constantly trying to like he's trying to hustle. It feels like. Okay. Like he's constantly like turning invisible and like trying to get a an angle on people and he's like disappearing and I feel like he's got some some game he's running right now. I mean, I think that he would like to, but
0: he's just getting owned because <laughs> he's much weaker than everyone for the first time.
1: Yeah, it also seems like that as well. Is he's <laughs> like he's thinking he's very powerful and then realizing like, "Oh, oops right
0: right he does there are there's some hints of a little extra though mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that we haven't quite figured out yeah but it, but no elder Whisper. i you're i'm done with you
1: right right aside from the fact that he's like clearly Osriel and is gonna pull out the <laughs> scythe any minute um clearly yeah, yeah um can we go back to ethan for one second oh sure yeah How are we, how are we kicking Ethan? How is that a solution to our problems?
0: Yeah. This is where I feel like, like, like I get the vibe of being annoyed by Ethan and it's funny. Right. But at a certain point, it's genuinely very rude and mean. It's
1: terrible. (laughs) Like Ethan, sure, he didn't like do necessarily what he said he was going to do. He didn't like hurt anything in the process. Like you ended up way better in the end for it. And I guess that's why he's like, you know, not actually pissed at him. But you kicked him really hard. (laughs) Right. He's also like covered in bandages. It's just, that's not a, we can't be kicking. There's no kicking. Right. And like, I'm curious
0: what this looks like also. Mm Mm-hmm because he kicked him like miles right <laughs> yes uh, is that like are we lining up for a field goal here and right punting? is this a punt
1: is this like is a it, a karate kick like side on I don't know. it's it's a it's a weird it's
0: but to your point it's mean <laughs> i'm sick of it
1: it's incredibly mean yeah and what if you kick him any lands on a dread god or something, right? You're gonna feel like a total asshole. It's risky. It's incredibly risky, and no, yeah, I,
0: I agree with you here. I agree. We're we we're always pro Ethan on this podcast,
1: <laughs> and anti kicking Ethan on this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that for sure. We're gonna take the bold stance to be anti kicking Ethan. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> It it happened twice. Right. He got kicked twice. I don't want to see this trend continue, Luke. I'm sick of it. No, no. Enough of the senseless violence.
0: <laughs> and this, no. Um, well, okay. What about what are your thoughts on the new like dynamic with everyone? Because I feel like it's very different, right? The especially with Lyndon and Yaren being like the most powerful ones around mercy mm. is all of a sudden kind of irrelevant yeah. i it's a it's it's a tough adjustment for me honestly
1: it's it's definitely weird right this is like hm i guess in the last three books they've been kind of like super powerful but now they're like the most powerful folks around it's like when folks are bowing to Lyndon, it feels very weird and hmm I mean, I do like that they're finally getting recognition. We've been talking about how they need to get recognized for so long. And on the one hand, it's (laughs) like, it's good that Real is recognizing Real for once. And I'll say the moment where Lyndon's dad is like, oh, oh, my son's kind of a badass. That was very satisfying. Right. But part of the appeal for this crew is the underdog appeal right part of the appeal part of why i'm very into Lyndon, is he is like fighting things that are way higher ability than him
0: right which i mean he's still i assume will be Mm -hmm. and like you obviously you cannot have him just always being the (laughs) underdog because it's we're in book 10 now um the
1: end of this book he fights a monarch
0: (laughs) well i mean it's yes it seems like yeah but uh i just want to i just want to note because i think the difference is very real Mm. and and i think one of the biggest ones is between them and mercy because like mercy kind of towards the end of the section that we read is like hey i can't do anything here
1: right when they go in the labyrinth yeah 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 it is very strange it's also weird to think about like it it seems like Mercy is on a similar like skill level. Like she's kind of like a genius, right? So you would think, given all the resources that she has access to, she should she should be able to do what Lyndon and Yaren are doing, right? I, I think that this is another
0: another example of us just being spoiled by Lyndon and Yaren.
1: Hmm. I think that's potentially fair. I will say, like, I feel like Mercy's got a pretty high work ethic as well. Oh, no,
0: I, yes, no, I agree. I, I, I don't know. I, we just, I think we have to recognize that it's like, what are they, 20 years old?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's, it's just not everyone is
1: able to do it. That's fair. Yeah, not everyone can be the uncrowned champion. Right. That's fair. Right. You
0: know, do- okay slightly uh, slightly different Mm -hmm. you know what's wild to me
1: what's that that
0: we didn't like immediately bring back dross
1: oh you're saying as
0: the like so okay last book i thought it was a very interesting choice by will to like remove dross Mm -hmm. the dross personality right Mm mm-hmm and I was like okay he's too good of a personality and too fun to read about to like have him be gone. Right. So I was expecting this the entire first like half of this book for Dross to suddenly be back because like it's t- he's he's too good of a part <laughs> of the book to be taken out like
1: that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, I am loving what what's going on with Dross right now. Okay. I think it makes it even more like we're plumbing the depths here of dross being gone right because <clears throat> now it's like it's like a facsimile of dross right sure it's like a it's like a dross that's not dross you know what i mean because there's still those lines like the thing is the lines that dross is coming up with now do fit like i think they are dross lines but like the haha that's added to the end of them like reminds you that it's like oh oh this is not good sure so i'm highly I, okay i definitely of course like this has to be building to dross coming back because if dross just like is this from now on that sucks that's so bad
0: right i think that i'm missing because so we lost i think some of ethan's humor obviously it's still there mm-hmm. but i think a lot of ethan's humor came from like being much more powerful
1: mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. some
0: mystery around that so it feels to me like we've lost some of Ethan's humor at the same time as losing dross's humor.
1: I a hundred percent agree with you, yeah, yeah, yes it is tough, yes, yeah that actually that's a great point. This has been much more like serious in tone without dross and with yeah, without Ethan being able to constantly sneak up on folks right. Mm.
0: There's still something though to be fair,
1: oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's definitely, it definitely has a more serious tone right now.
0: Can I can I do a small hot take? Yeah, for sure. That I'm actually I'm honestly not sure if it's a hot take or not. So you have to tell me. Okay. I could completely do without the stuff about Lyndon's sister and Ooh. Jai Long and Jai Chen. Ooh. I like. I get that it's in there because like it's Linden's sister and that's important to him. Uh huh. But I, I honestly don't really care at this point. Like, I wanted the reunion in the last book. Uh huh. Right? We had to have that. But now it's like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you're saying.
1: Is that a hot take? You're saying they're just a bunch of golds. Who really cares? Pretty much, yeah. Ooh. I think that's kind of a hot take. Yeah. I do think they're starting to slide into kind of irrelevant because, like, what really, what really are they doing? um and i think there's potential here for them to be super involved in the new like twin stars the path of twin stars sect or the twin stars sect Mm -hmm. um and that could be interesting to see how they like manage a sect and like kind of how that works but otherwise yeah like the i don't really care if jai long becomes an underlord that's a fair point point, right. hmm
0: they're like the for them to really I mean okay, okay, let me let me back up because they can still significantly impact the story without being super powerful, yes, but that's they're not going to impact the story by being powerful, Right. and at that point it's like, okay, well, I can't I don't know <laughs> Luke only <laughs> cares about power. <laughs> I know, it feels bad. This, uh, the, uh, they've corrupted me, I guess. The Sacred Valley mindset has corrupted me.
1: <laughs> you know what? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I do think they've got to do a little bit of work to, to win us back over on this crew. Because, yeah, right now, they're just training. They're not training nearly as good as Lyndon and Yaren did. We already saw some folks train. They did a great job at it. <laughs> right. So. And this is just, it's such a fast-paced series that,
0: like, I feel like I don't want to I don't want to spend my limited reading pages on them. <laughs> it just feels really insensitive
1: to say. It does feel insensitive yeah, yeah I get that I get that granted. We haven't spent a lot of time with them like there have been v- relatively few pages with yes this crew uh, but um, yeah I'm I'm also looking for a little bit more meat in that little bit more there and they might come more into play later in the story Mm. like maybe it's building to some big later thing but yeah um luke you mentioned only caring about power and i think that's a good transition to something that i want to talk about and this is something that we talk about a lot in books about magic and you know it's the idea that you know magic can be used for other stuff than fighting in this book, it's all used for fighting except the Black Flame Emperor is coming to visit Linden on a cloud ship, and they can hear the music that they're playing on the Emperor's cloud ship from where Linden and Yeren are. My question is this. Is the music good?
0: Okay. A tough question, first of all. Because mm-hmm. we, cause we, cause we got to go through, you know, what is good, really. Um, mm, I mean, is it getting on the radio? I think... Well, okay. My first theory is that it's like a fight song, right? You've been to a high school football game. Sure. I'm thinking fight song,
1: right? Mm, okay.
0: Or are you thinking like
1: Firework by Katy Perry? <laughs> I think it could be either. I think fight song is potentially more viable here as a a potential music because here's my issue. In this world, basically the only people that get respect are people who can fight. So nobody, I I feel like there are very few people who are picking up the guitar as a hobby to impress a girl. Mm. So I'm going to say there's like maybe five musicians in the whole world.
0: Okay. Who were like? That
1: seems low. (laughs) (laughs) But think about think about how little draw there is to learn an instrument. Like, what? Your mom comes up and she's like, "Did I hear you playing guitar just now, son? You need to be cycling Madra and learning your striker techniques."
0: Okay, I disagree with this. (laughs) I get your I get your point. No, I I agree that. Like the only, the people that get the most respect for sure are the people that are best at fighting. Yes. <laughs> but I, but I also think that we've largely seen this from like the Black Flame Empire.
1: Okay. Are you saying they've imported where, some musicians?
0: No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. This is, this
1: is, I'm I'm going more broadly okay, to the world. Let's here, go broad.
0: Because Black Flame Empire, I can see why like everyone has to fight. Because everyone's at, like, such a slow level that, in theory, you're capable of getting up to a higher level. Okay, sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. If you're, like, in the Akura Empire, uh-huh. and you're, like, a normal dude, yeah, you're not going to be one of the famous fighter people. Sure,
1: yeah. You're not part of so the like, Akura clan, sure. So,
0: like, sure, yeah, I'm going to play the guitar. Let's see it.
1: No! Are you kidding me? Akura Malice is going to be like, what are you doing playing guitar? We need everybody to be (laughs) fighting. In
0: my meeting with Akura Malice, she's going to
1: chastise me
0: (laughs) As as a regular peasant boy. Do you
1: see what's happening right now? We literally ended this section with Akura Malice being like, all hands on deck, please come fight. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, sh- there's
0: no dead weight, okay? <laughs> this is like the first time they've ever done it. Jai Long even is like, yeah, they're not gonna accept barely anybody.
1: All right, that's a fair point, I guess.
0: This is like you. This is you're saying that I shouldn't have given up on my basketball career. What? You gave that up. <laughs> um. No, I think that there are plenty. I think there are plenty of people out
1: here doing I, good stuff. I don't think so. I don't My, think um, so.
0: Okay. But I, coming back to your original question mm-hmm. of is this music good? Yes. Here's the th- I don't think that song, that the music that you're playing in this context is like within the good bad
1: spectrum. You're saying it like doesn't sense. matter. Right. Ooh. I disagree. I think that like, you okay. can have a good Go fight song. Like if this song okay, is the getting spectrum people amped, between good and
0: bad fight songs is the smallest difference in the world. <laughs> I honestly it, you could play any fight song, any two fight songs to me right now oh, and yeah. I would think that they were the same thing.
1: Okay. Ooh. Okay, I think you're right here. But I think this is then going to kind of answer my question because I wouldn't necessarily say any of them are, like, good. Right. Like, I don't have any fight song on, like, my iPod. Nano. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. So I can, it can't be good. It's not a good no, song. unless
0: Unless they're coming in here playing, like... I don't know. What's a good song?
1: Firework by Katy Perry.
0: Right. Does it have lyrics? I don't think the song that they're coming in has lyrics.
1: Ooh, probably not.
0: It's just a bunch of noise.
1: (laughs) All right, so then we have to ask the question, though, is this the first song that we've heard? Because if you've never heard a song before, I think a lot of things could be good. Right. So maybe they're like astounded by this. Maybe Lyndon's like, "What is that sound on the wind? Do you hear it? What is that?" I do think
0: that your iPod Nano could revolutionize the game here mm-hmm. because let's let's take Lyndon has been training like his whole life, right? He's got he's got meditation. He's got like intense physical training Mm. you you throw on throw on my meditation music and then switch over to my gym playlist
1: he needs a workout and i'm at like
0: and i'm and i'm under lord
1: next week this is what they're missing luke we need a path this is a path right the path of the ipod shuffle right right or like a path that specializes
0: in making music for for training
1: this is the path that is that that dude in all the old-timey battles who is carrying like bagpipes or a snare drum onto the battlefield and and you're kind of like looking back like what were you doing like why did you have this what was this person's job even but then right. back then they were like oh hell yeah play that beat maestro <laughs> ooh i'm gonna go shoot some guys now
0: right right like next scene ethan's gonna come out and he's going to be like, okay, I got the just a thing to advance you guys to, to Arc Lord. It's called a clarinet and a one and a two. <laughs> easy, easy stuff. To be fair, I'm sure we have seen in like some restaurant, somebody playing music. That's probably but true. It was, but it was background and it's not the same.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a focal point.
0: I did like the entrance that we made. Yeah, seem very good. In cool. the in the little in the awkwardness that Lyndon had to go through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He'll get there.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I kind of liked it. It's nice. It's nice how he's not like full of himself, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Um this is I feel like this is the first time we've got a time jump. Even though it's only like a few months. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true. But we we get we get a little bit of a break here for Linden, which was which was nice, good for him, and then we we jump a little bit and get a bit of a dungeon crawl.
1: Yes, with uh, Reagan Shen.
0: Yes, we've mm-hmm. got well a dungeon crawl from him, and now a dungeon crawl from our from our group, mm-hmm. which I'm for. I haven't played a dungeon a ton of D and
1: D, I'm loving this. I'm very into yeah. the dungeon aspect of things right now. Also, Luke, to shout out another author that we've read, independently published, Mike Shell. Mm-hmm. Mike Shell likes to write about like kind of dungeon crawl stuff. So, listener, if you're loving this dungeon crawl, maybe check out Aching God, because there's that's a right. it's got a good dungeon crawl in it. Okay, that's that's Mike's free plug from us. But anyway. I love the dungeon crawl as well. I wanna know what hobbies Lyndon and Yaren picked up. Because the deal oh, was the deal was Yaren was like, hey, maybe we should chill. And Lyndon was like, ooh. Yeah, I could chill. I could take up Slackline. Sure. Oh God, slackline. So what are we picking up? Okay. I I feel like
0: Lyndon is 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 cheating and picking up something that's basically the same thing as training.
1: No doubt. Yeah. So so then the question is what is Lyndon picking up that when Yaren comes around he can be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I was just uh knitting or whatever, but he was actually training. What is the hobby um, that he's doing as his training but he can kind of cover it up?
0: So the, the first thing that I was going to say, it wasn't actually training, but uh, like smithing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We get it. We get a little bit of talk here when they when we see the soul forge or whatever it's called. Lyndon knows a little bit too much. Right. About tr- about like conventional smithing.
1: <laughs> this is a good point, actually. He does seem to know a good amount about like blacksmithing
0: right so i think lyndon's in there just making some like in his spare time practicing his his hammer blows Mm. right
1: yes yes like he's never making anything substantial and every time yaron comes by lyndon's always like yep still working on those horseshoes oh yeah it's gonna be a while but he's really
0: i love he was in there making nails
1: (laughs) Made 50 nails today. Pretty good. All straight. (laughs) Yeah, that that actually kind of makes sense. I'm into that for Lyndon. Yaren's hobby. Like, I feel like it would be obvious to include some knives. Maybe she's taking up like cooking or whittling or something. But I think there's also potential for her to like branch out a little bit.
0: Mm, you, th- you think she's a little more open-minded
1: yeah i think she this is her break she doesn't get a lot of vacation time mm-hmm. she's just made a huge accomplishment she's essentially overshadowed her mentor and is the uncrowned champion like come on i i think there's a little treat yourself needed
0: of course yeah
1: and so then the question is how is Yaren treating herself what's she picking up here's what i'm gonna say and and we might need to we might need to adjust this okay thoughts on bonsai interesting
0: so okay this is not bonsai not something that i'm super a super big expert on Mm -hmm. i'll say that Mm -hmm. it does seem like it would be very calming
1: there's a little bit of cutting involved a little bit of trimming here and there Okay, But it's fine. It's detailed work. It's little trims. You move slow. You move slow. Yeah, you're planning for the future. It's meditative. I like. I do like this, actually, for Yaren.
0: And it would be something where we, li- like, Lyndon walks in and is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and we as readers are, like, loving it, right? Right, right. A little, a little bit of surprise, but kind of a surprise that you can actually see. Like, you can be like, okay, yeah, that actually makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I it's, like the bonsai move. It's
1: kind of different, too, because it's a, it's a little gentle for Yaren, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's for sure it. So, do you think it's specifically bonsai more so than just, like, gardening? or?
1: I feel like gardening gets a little too into the, that one lady's vibe. The one that, yeah, it gets a little bit too into Mira's vibe.
0: Okay, that's true.
1: And so I feel like bonsai is like just enough,
0: right? And it takes more. It's not like just getting houseplants where it's like, yeah, I water them once a week.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Right.
0: Right. Okay, I think that's true. Um, Because my other one was going to be like, like cookie decorating. Ooh, like frosting. You know those. You, yeah you know those those people you, you ever seen those videos yeah
1: oh I would love Real for detail Yaren, work I would love for Yaren to get very into cookie decorating ooh I'm trying to th- and that would be like uh, you could almost not use any of your blades I don't think that, I can't think of a way you could use them so it would be like this very different thing for her to do very orthogonal mm-hmm. to like any other stuff that she does and it's just like right fine
0: personal more personal growth
1: mhm mhm she's stretching herself a little bit ooh i love this cookie decorating and bonsai great job yaren
0: y- yeah yaren per- personally is is moving much faster than i think Lyndon is
1: <laughs> no question no question with these two new hobbies that she definitely picked up in the intervening months where to go, Yaren?
0: Yeah. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Okay, my next thing is going to come change the subject drastically. Do it. I want to talk about the mad king for a second. Okay. So, in in one of our one of our insights into Osreel, he talks to the mad king.
1: Mhm. He tries to recruit him.
0: He tries to recruit him, and he also is, like, trying to figure out why that previous project didn't work. Mm-hmm. And the Mad King's reason is because the Abidan are bad, which uh, we already knew. Yeah, we've been that on that ground was, for a while. He was of this opinion, and we also had already hypothesized that the Abaddon were secretly bad. However,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the reason he says the Abaddon are bad kind of (laughs) lame
1: yeah not a good compared to what i was hoping for
0: i was hoping for like some secret evil thing right that they had but it's he's just like no they're too strict he's just like i can totally i can totally see it don't get me wrong yeah but it kind of comes off as a it,
1: it comes off as like a don't tread on me kind of vibe you know what i mean it comes off a little bit like libertarian right like, we get it. You love freedom. What does that mean?
0: Yeah. How about yeah. you give us the some Mad details? King's, the Mad King's also sick of this PC culture.
1: <laughs> right. Right, exactly.
0: So I I so I so don't know. This isn't quite the thing that I was looking for when we had previously hypothesized that the Avidan were secretly bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did say that like the Vircher actually care about saving lives. Which like I don't really know what that means because I I don't know. I feel like in the in the things that we've seen there's been a lot of killing. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a little bit hard to reconcile that, but I'm still looking out for that hint that the Vircher are actually the good guys.
1: I mean we have yet to see kind of how they manage their territory we know right. that they take iterations and they do something with them but we don't know what that process looks like meanwhile we get some more insight into how the Abadan do it and apparently once an iteration gets too old they just kind of kill it and azriel's like hey maybe we could not and they're like mm, no nah, that seems like too much work
0: <laughs> i do i do love that he brings this presentation I'm sure it's a PowerPoint. Oh, gotta be. Great figures. He's got animations on the slides. It's looking good. And the main point of it is like, hey, should we not kill worlds? And should we maybe actually try to fix them? And he goes into it being like, there's no way they're going to go for this. It's a terrible idea.
1: (laughs) What? And then he's, of course, proven right. And they're like, yeah, no, we got to keep doing it the way we've been doing it. I don't get it. Yeah. You know what this is, is Osriel is the progressive trying to shake things up. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the Mad King and he's like, maybe this guy has some answers. He seems to be kind of an outsider. And then he hears him out and he's like, oh, actually, no, that ain't it.
0: Right. Right. The, Ma- the Mad King's more on the horseshoe uh, theory side of things, which we don't love. Um.
1: <laughs> the horseshoe theory? <laughs>
0: you know the like the two sides been they're actually closer to the to each other oh sure sure, sure. um (laughs) but it's not real uh anyway (laughs) no i think i think that this is true and it's just people are like hey man it's just not practical we got to keep doing the same old same old
1: they're entrenched in systems man
0: Mm -hmm. status quo bias here so we're seeing
1: so well i mean we've still yet to see what osriel is actually going to do about it right maybe he just peaced out you know maybe he was just like eh, i am done with politics actually
0: sure sure i'm going to go do a podcast we've got to get that <laughs> we, <laughs> we've got to get that we've got to get that movie scene where like someone goes to find osriel and he's like a hermit on a small island and right, we're, we're dragging him back with good arguments. He's like,
1: one more job. Ah, oh, man. Okay, I'm in. Right. I mean, this is what Surreal trying to do, right? Surreal like mm-hmm. making a like a, a huge announcement to everybody, being like, uh, "Osreal, please report to the front desk. Osreal, have you got? You guys didn't try this yet? Maybe just do it. Just see if he responds." Just ask, guys. It does.
0: It does seem like something that we should have done earlier. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe the intercom system's new.
1: Yeah, it could be a new addition for sure. For sure. Um. I want to move us on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. The end. We learn what the Soul Forge is, and it's a place where you can forge items using this really powerful forge and it's powered by items of like significance or like authority in the world and normally you have to like go to an actual place where something has happened something substantial and then that is like where you would have to forge the item but this is like a portable version of that right so we're trying to unravel the mystery for why the dread gods exist maybe and and the labyrinth was created by a bunch of soulsmiths. smiths
0: mm-hmm.
1: do you think they anticipated if they made these big bad guys then a bunch of monarchs would die in battle fighting them and they could make like a cool cardigan or something Ooh, playing the long game here right they were like hey if we make these super bad boys and the monarchs fight them that authority in that area is going to be so high <laughs> it it could be
0: i don't know i don't know if that's my theory
1: mm. okay
0: um definitely definitely one one to put on why the dread gods were created the thing that i was that i was expecting you to say here mm. um is the just like absolute recklessness <laughs> with which linden tests out the soul forge.
1: oh 100 percent
0: yeah yeah. He's like, here, eat these pearls that are freaking rad as hell.
1: <laughs> Let me just throw these in this thing. I don't really know what either of these things are, but we'll try it out. What if it exploded? What if it just exploded and Ethan is like, actually, you just broke it?
0: Oh. Well, not even like, okay, yes, that. But also, hey, man, these are really important to, to someone. <laughs>
1: You're saying there was an heir somewhere along the line that really, like, really had the ownership of those pearls, and Lyndon like just threw them away like they were nothing,
0: right? Like that's right. an heirloom. So, someone's going to be coming along for that in chapter sixteen, and Lyndon's going to have some explaining to do.
1: Oh yeah, I could I use them to make this really cool uh, amulet. Uh, what does the amulet do? I guess. What did you use the pearls to make this amulet do? Uh, well, you know that little crust that forms on the top of the ketchup? And it's like, oh, kind of <laughs> gross. The amulet just, like, keeps it from crusting. Classic. Mm, okay. Yeah, worth it. Definitely worth it, I think.
0: For sure. For sure. I was also getting major Skyrim vibes from the, Scott, from the Soul Forge for some reason i don't quite remember what moment in skyrim but
1: it's just well there's a sky forge in skyrim that
0: maybe that's what it is
1: where they're in like uh oh in some place with a cool guy that makes armored weapons and stuff but yeah there's...
0: no okay no, no no i i know what you mean but there's there's another one in, there's another forge in skyrim that you're that you it's super special but we don't have to get super into
1: it mm, we don't want to give spoilers.
0: well if you're listening get let me know if this is what you were thinking of when you came up with the Soul Forge, mm-hmm. just, just put tr- it on our text chain. Yeah, that tweet, we have
1: tweet at us or yeah, get get in the group message for sure. <laughs> the okay, the other question that I have about this concept of an item in like places of significance, we've only seen examples of fighting, and like this book is a little fighting biased. There's okay. got to be other significant events and places around that we right. can. I love,
0: I love that you keep bringing us back to this.
1: Craft things like think of think of this moment, okay, the moment where Lyndon and Yaren met. Mm. Incredibly significant. Yes. Think of the impact. The, the, uh,
0: this uh, this opens up the door to some really romantic gifts
1: absolutely their first date make like a pair of earrings or something at that spot
0: and they and they're yeah they're invested with with something Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. know whenever you put it on you've you are in a good mood now that's right that's what it is
1: you feel like you're just crushing it you feel like you look like a hundred bucks
0: pretty good is a hundred bucks a lot also uh yeah i think so um also i mean you just think about like hey this is the kitchen where the greatest cheeseburger on earth was made
1: here's my spatula that i made dude this That's is a, like good a spatula this is like a real thing though that could happen because right. yeah. the black flame empire ranks everything so there is 100 without a doubt no question the number one cheeseburger spot think of their one millionth hamburger day Mm. that's That's a huge day you're telling me their one millionth customer isn't walking out of there with like a spat a commemorative gold spatula that is imbued with like the authority of a million cheeseburgers Mm -hmm. no of course of course they are of course they are
0: flips it at the exact right moment every time
1: You don't even have to ask how they want their burger done. The spatula knows how they want their burger done. It's invaluable, really. Truly. Truly is. Man. Luke, this is, uh... There's got to be so many of these places out there. Why do we need a Soul Forge? Get this out of here. Useless.
0: (laughs) Like, I'm assuming not a ton of soulsmiths know about this, right? Because I think they say that it really only starts to matter once you get past like the lord level,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But this is this is my when, when I'm a four thousand year old like arc lord that it's not going to advance anymore. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm traveling around the world making the just the best cooking equipment.
1: <laughs> right, custom-made, one of a kind, beautiful cooking equipment that is also imbued with authority.
0: Right, like cooking authority. Right,
1: right. You want like a cocktail shaker that is like automatically chills whatever's in it or whatever. And not <laughs> not just because it has a script, right? It like it has the authority over whatever you put in it. This is working off of Soulfire, Fire. Or Will? I guess Will. I don't know yeah, how yeah, it works.
0: I think Soul, I think Soul Fire comes. We, we didn't need the the
1: location for the Soulfire. Fire. That's, yeah, that's fair. The point is there are options. <laughs> always Dan. options. If we've learned anything from this podcast, Luke, there's always nonviolent options. So, Luke, uh, I'm about to go finish Reaper. Yes. Um, yeah, same for sure. So I guess I'll just, uh, I'll see you next, next week. I'll bring some hot takes. And I'll be a dumb nerd.